What's up, everybody, and welcome to What the Fun Cast, episode 90. It's a big night, people. Get ready. It's not November 8th. It's <laughs> September 8th. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Anyways, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me is Ahmed. And let me tell you, people, this is not a entertainment-centric podcast tonight, so I'm sorry in advance. You'll hear about what we've done. I'm sure there'll be some entertainment there, but otherwise, lots of video game news tonight. So let's jump right into it, because I've already warned Ahmed that I'm going to ramble forever. So <laughs> He really is. Ahmed... Tell me, what have you been doing this past week? Do you even know? Um, I do know. I've been playing a bunch of video games. I've been streaming a whole bunch. Well, I guess not this past week specifically, but in general, we've been streaming a bunch. So if you're not following us on Twitch yet, go ahead and do that. Twitch.tv slash WhatTheFunCast. Um, uh, we played Surgeon Simulator 2, which we bought immediately after last episode. And Paul's like, why do we buy this? And we played it, and we were laughing for like four or five hours straight. It was a great time. Um, we really did play a long time, huh? I looked at that, and I was like, three hours? We played for three hours? I haven't played a game for three hours in a long time. Yeah, it was a good time. It's hilarious. I was, like, crying laughing at some point. It was really good. Um, <laughs> and then we noticed the best part at the very end. It was so sad. The best part? What was the best part? With the dumb, uh, what was his name, Bob? The Bob head? Oh, yeah! They had, like, this cosmetic where your head's all big. <laughs> we mm, literally... Love, love a big head. It was so stupid, but I loved it. Um, so, yeah, we've been playing that, uh... I've actually last night I streamed Roller Coaster Tycoon, um, just because. like the first one or like literally the first one Roller Coaster Tycoon one like the first mm-hmm. level of the first one. It's good I times. See. Beat it in an hour, and then I have like this thing. Wait, you beat the whole game? No, no, no. I beat the. I've never beat the whole game. This is like my greatest. I, no, I know. That's why I got so excited. No, no, no. My I, one day, one day I'll beat the whole game. It's now my. I feel like I should have started this at the beginning of quarantine, but it's fine. We're here now. Better late than never. While we're being quarantined for more for longer, so it's all good. Um, but I actually, so there's this thing that I used to use in, in the past, like when I was a kid, it's kind of like Game Shark, but for Road Coaster Tycoon specifically. Um, and it, it lets you like, like change the game, like kind of like hack your way. So I'm not going to use it to like hack and like give me like infinite money or anything like that. But because the real life time in the game, like the way time works in the game, some of the levels, like you literally have to be playing for like three, four hours, which is a lot. So really, yeah, it's because they'll be like, you know, the scenario will be like by the end of year four and every year in the game is approximately an hour in like real time. So uh, this cheat <coughs> thing lets you like fast forward time. So it's not like it's not skipping time or anything like things will still happen in in, in the game time, but it lets you just go through it faster. So I'll probably use that and that'll be my ticket to finally beating this, you know, this curse. It's, cursed. it's, it's been, not a curse. You love uh, this damn game. I do love it, but I just I'm so mad that I never beat it. And yeah, you really you really do need to beat it so I can stop hearing about it. And then I'll play it again after I beat it. It's fine. Oh my gosh. Um anyways, besides that, I also played a little bit more Horizon Zero Dawn, which is remains excellent. Uh maybe I'll stream that one of these days, but I feel like that's a boring one to stream cuz I'm boring when I play it. Like <laughs> just go around collecting all the stupid medicinal herbs and like doing all the side quests and not really like doing anything exciting. Um but Wolf Among Us was also something that I picked back up. I'd only like played it once that one night, and then I played it again. Um, and it's still really, really good. Actually, I think I'm gonna. I think I s- finished episode one, or season one, or whatever, because it's, it's like, divided up into seasons. So I finished season one. I don't know how many seasons there are total. Maybe it was like five. Um, but it's also really good. I think you you would enjoy it. So I skipped through the stream because I wanted to see what you played after I signed off and went to bed. Yeah. And I saw, and I like. I guess I didn't realize how, like, the art style was so in my face. Like, the last time I played a Telltale game was The Walking Dead. Yeah. And I played it, like, far away. Like, I was sitting on my couch and playing it. 
So, like, I saw, like, the arm hair and, like, how it was drawn in. Just the Telltale art style. I don't know. I was very shaken up by it. It was, like, I forgot how, like, interesting this art style is. Yeah. It's... And, unfortunately, Telltale went under and, you know. Well, Wolf Among Us 2 is coming. So, it's all good. Well, yeah. So, they split up some of the properties, right? So, like, uh, Stranger Things. They, they were supposed to do a Stranger Things game. I told I, I don't think they've announced what happened with that. Yeah, I don't remember. They were supposed to do that. Walking Dead went to Skybound, which is run by um, Robert Kirkman. So, it'll um, be in good hands. Yeah, it, I'm sure it's at home. Hands. Who's I doing? Think it, I think it released already. I uh, I don't know if it did. It's supposed to release soon. I'm trying to figure out who's doing it. Wolf Among Us Two still is listed as Telltale. So I think that there's some people that are keeping it alive, or like it, maybe it didn't totally go under. I don't know that that whole story. What a weird yeah. ass story. We reported on that one happened, but. Uh, well, gave our opinions on it, I should say. We didn't, we didn't break the news. We're no Jason Schreier. But, yeah, it's yes. a Telltale confirms we'll make the Wolf Among Us too. So I guess it's like the skeleton crew of people that weren't... I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But it's coming. So that's why I'm playing the first one. And I'm enjoying it so far. So yes. I'm excited. Which is good. Which is good. So yeah. did did you... Uh, how far are you in Horizon Zero Dawn? Um, I couldn't tell you an exact number, but maybe like 40-ish percent. Like oh, okay, cool. But like cool. Ne- that's like overall game progress, like not the main story progress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you'll you'll coast through the the main story, which I don't know if it's good or bad because there were some points where I struggled and it took a lot of like strategy to figure out how to beat it because I wasn't strong enough in some cases. So it's we'll see. Funny, like I keep on like so I obviously I'm like I keep doing all these side quests and then I'll return to the main quest, which is still like level twelve while I'm like level thirty two or something and. I would think that I'm like overpowered, but I think the game's like recognizes my level and oh, scales it up. Wait a second. Okay, it may. Uh, I'll look that up. Because I'm like, there's no way I would have been able to beat this if I was still level 12 as the quest is set. Like, some of the mo- like the machines that you encounter are like impossibly hard. Well, not impossibly hard, but like, wait, like they're just at my skill level. Like, I was like, there's no way I could have. So I feel like it does scale it. So it's really funny because there's all this stuff from, you know, back when the game came out in 2017, um, saying there's got to be enemy scaling in this. There's no scaling, but you also don't necessarily get stronger as you level. Sure, you learn new abilities every couple of levels, and you get like 10 points of health, but it's not really enough to make most fights past Watchers and Scrappers a joke. So that's good. Interesting. That's surprising. I guess... I don't know. It feels like, well, you don't get stronger, but you get access to higher level weapons, like stronger weapons and stronger gear and stuff like that, that you wouldn't necessarily get if you were just immediately doing the main story and not doing side missions. Yeah, which is, well, that's interesting. I don't know. Interesting regardless. What I'll tell you is that is a masterful game. I absolutely love that game. And that is one that would be very enjoyable to replay again. Yeah. Um, Had there be, if there were no other games in the world that I want to play right now. If they're so based on how much I'm enjoying this, I feel like I'm probably gonna really enjoy Ghost of Tsushima when I ever get the chance to play that. I have been watching videos of Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm like, you know what? I really want to play this game. Like, at first I was like, I'm sure it's not for me, and then I keep watching uh, media coverage on it. I'm like, you know what? I really want to try this game. Basically, like an action RPG, just like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's still it's I mean it's still full price, so I'm sure it'll go on sale soon. Yes. Uh, And if it doesn't, I'm sure it will go on sale in the next month or two leading up to Black Friday. Yeah. So I think we'll see a lot more sales on video games leading up to Black Friday than we ever have before, just with everybody being home. It's like it's not there's not gonna be this big rush 
it's probably going to be a lot of people just continuing to buy stuff. Or it's going to be the exact opposite of there being no sales whatsoever. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Who knows? Time will tell. I don't know. Only time will tell. Um, besides video games, I obviously have been still watching Korra. I've made super crazy progress there, just still in season two. Um, but I did rewatch Spider-Verse because my roommate revealed that he had only ever seen the last, like, I don't know, few minutes. Not few minutes, but like the last like 30 minutes. Apparently, like they went to like the wrong movie theater, and like didn't catch the movie from the beginning. So when it ended thirty minutes later, they're like, "Oh wait, what?" Um, so we rewatched that, and it's still an incredible movie as always, as it always has been. Holds a special place in I'm my heart. I'm still so impressed that that movie did so well. Like it was such a good movie because yes. it would have been so easy to screw that movie up. Like how many times has it been done before where they've just totally botched the Spider-Man movie? Yes. As like, or a con- or like a, an animated uh, superhero movie, I should say. Yeah. I just remember seeing the first trailer in theaters, like their teaser, I guess it was at the time, and I was like, what is this? And I like wasn't remember impressed. When we saw like the first half an hour or whatever at Comic-Con? Yes. And we we're really shaken up. And that's when I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, we were like, this has got to be good. Ugh, what a good movie. Anyways. Yes, it definitely was. But definitely, definitely was. That's about it for me. What'd you do? Uh, so I watched Mulan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Remember which, how that came out? <laughs> which was, I really enjoyed it. I actually watched it with my family, and they all really enjoyed it. Um, it is, I don't know. I know there's, I know that people are, like, totally split down the middle on this movie, and there's a lot of people that absolutely hate it for one reason or another, and there's a lot of people that really liked it, and there's a lot of people that are neutral, too. So I don't know. People are just all over the place on this one, but... I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I The whole thing with taking out, like, Mushu and all the characters, like, the talking characters and all the songs, there was, like, spoken word pieces, kind of, that, that kind of, I guess, not really directly related to the songs, but kind of, like, there were a couple times where they were talking about, like, women and, like, what they see in, like, their perfect woman, which kind of tuned back to a girl worth fighting for. And then there was a couple different times where it was, like, spoken about... Like how like from lines from "I'll Make a Man Out of You" and there was um, instrumental pieces of reflections all throughout, which was really cool. Um, I don't know. I, I I really I really enjoyed it. So I, nice. I would I would recommend it. I would probably recommend just waiting for it to come out in a couple months. But if you're looking for something and you kind of want the movie theater experience, we pop popcorn and like to shut off the lights, and so it was kind of nice. Um, something a little bit different to see like a new new movie. That you know everyone's experiencing for the first time too. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. So um, yeah, I would highly recommend it. I I don't know. I really enjoyed it um, surprisingly because I don't usually enjoy the live action movies that much. Like I really enjoyed Aladdin. Hated the Lion King. Wasn't the biggest fan of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I liked Cinderella for what it was, and I feel like that was like the very first one, so that was okay. Um, but none of them have ever really stood out and been like, "Oh my gosh, you gotta watch this!" Except for the Jungle Book, actually. The Jungle Book was really good. Jungle Book was excellent. But even then, it's not yeah. a, it's not one that I would like sit there and rewatch over and over again. There's just not, I don't know, Disney live action movies just aren't like that for me, at least. Yeah. Unless it's like Pirates of the Caribbean or National Treasure, those are like, I don't know. I feel like those have some level of nostalgia to them, but I don't know. That's fair. I'll probably watch it this week. Um, I don't know when, but we'll see. Maybe I'll watch it this yeah, week. You definitely, but, yeah, you definitely should, and then give your hot takes. I've also been watching Glee still. We're still powering through Glee. So, um, <sighs> which Glee is like, it's perfect because I can sit there and like play on my Switch or do something stupid, whatever I'm doing, like cleaning or organizing or whatever I'm doing, doing the dishes, and it's just on in the background because, I mean, 
I've seen up through season three, I think. So Lauren's kind of watching through, and I don't know. We just turn it on and you enjoy the music, and I don't know. Yes, it's like terrible, shitty, like really bad comedy, high school drama. Some of the jokes are really insensitive. I mean, maybe they just didn't age well, but there have been a couple jokes where Lauren and I kind of look at each other and we're like, um, okay, <laughs> this flew. So, you know, but it is it is what it is. It's It's entertaining. It's very, like... Not coming of age, but kind of coming of age, and also, like I've talked about in the past, like Pitch Perfect-ish, so I don't know. Of all the things I can imagine watching trash TV-wise, this is probably the better of the batch. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Fair enough. So, I've been playing, I've been picking up and playing more Fortnite over, I don't know, probably over the past couple weeks, just like pick up and play a match. Uh, It's all Marvel-themed, all the unlockables are all Marvel-themed, which is kind of cool. More focused on, like, the comics than anything else. Um... But yeah, I mean, I don't know, that's that's cool. Cool for the new season. Um, it's fun to pick up and play and play like the 20 on 20, or I guess it's like 40 on 40 in some case, how many people you match up with. So that's been cool. And then Marvel's Avengers came out on Friday. And as you know, or as I discussed on the podcast, like Verizon was giving out codes as part of the Verizon Up program, and I got one of the codes. So I got my code Friday, like at 4 or 5 a.m. So I downloaded that, played it a little bit over the weekend. I want to get back into it more. Um, I've now played the A Day scene for the third time, oh my so which is not bad. It's at the point where like I blew through it because I knew it was going on. It's like I don't need the tutorial. Like I've I, I just beat it a couple weeks ago during the the beta, but I think I think it's worth getting, um, especially if it's on sale. It's worth getting because there's a ten hour campaign. There's a lot of people that really like the campaign. Um, the campaign seems to be very focused around Kamala Khan, which. I think is cool, and we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm only maybe an hour and a half, two hours in, because uh, the 8A portion of it takes some time, and I just got to the part now where it's like the first mission with Kamala and Hulk, uh, which you've got to get through a couple missions to get there, so I'm just at that beta mission now, so after I beat this mission, it'll pres- well, I guess there's two missions after this, but anyway, I should be on my way to get some new content soon, hopefully. So a lot of people on social media I've seen have been really enjoying it, so I'm really excited to play more of it. And it's one of those games I've wanted to play more. I just haven't had time over the past couple of days uh, to sit down and sink my teeth into it. So it's well, uh, I'm happy you're enjoying it. It's good it. so far. Because I feel like it's just absolutely not for me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think <clears throat> I think that your I think that your opinion is a little skewed because you played it broken on PC. Like that didn't help. Like I watched it wasn't it break even on PC. Well, th- it wasn't my issue. Wasn't the the breaking of it? Just like the gameplay just felt very repetitive to me. Like it didn't well, seem like there was. Yeah. I don't know. At least in the in the little bit I played, but also no, like in I reading, agree with you. Yeah, I, but it's it, like a beat 'em up. It's like it's like a hack and slash, but not a hack. You know what I mean? Yeah, You're like hack and slash in the sense that it's a repetitive gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. It's almost like mindless to some extent where. You're going and you're just button mashing constantly, and it, you know, it yeah. is what it is. I don't so. know. I uh, like it's it's fine. I'm, I didn't hate it, but I also I'm not like you know chomping at the bit to be like, yes, I can't wait to play Marvel's Avengers. Like, I'm much more excited about a lot of other different games. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Because I mean, we've talked about this a lot too. Like, we're very big on single player, like big vast story games. Where Marvel's Avengers has a campaign. I'm I've, I'm told that it's a very whole. Well, I'm told. I read online. I heard. Um, we don't talk to people in 2020. Uh, <laughs> that 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 it's a very wholesome storyline. So we'll see. I don't know. I will. I'm gonna try to beat it over the next couple weeks. And well, it's gonna be difficult difficult over the next couple weeks. We'll talk about that soon. 
But uh, Mario is coming out next week, which is all just ports, <laughs> which doesn't really matter. But those games, I adore them a lot. So anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. So I've been playing that, playing Surgeon Simulator, as you said. So let's jump in to the hot pots. We've got no entertainment news this week because who needs entertainment when you've got video games? So <laughs> honestly, if you're here, buckle in. So last week, if you remember, I was on my soapbox saying, what the hell's going on? September 1st. This is bullshit. I hate everyone. No news. So it's almost like someone was like, hmm, what the fun cast is recording tomorrow night? We need some news. <laughs> <laughs> you literally, at the, at the end of our last episode, you were like, mark my words. By next week, we'll have news. And I was like, okay, we'll see. Yeah, well, so what's funny is... Microsoft and Sony wanted me to, you know, they were hanging me out to dry. They were just leaving me and, <laughs> you know, they were just whatever. I, I would have been wrong. So thank God for Brad Sams. So buckle in. I'm going to go through a Twitter thread that kind of recapped uh, everything that happened over the past 12 hours. Yeah, this happened, I mean, 24 in the span hours, of. I'd say. Well, no. It was like late in the no. middle of the night. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, 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 yes. In the past, we'll say like 16 to 20 hours or so. But anyways, so here's how it all went down. This comes from Jack Appleby, Juicebox CA on Twitter. Appleby? So who re- I don't know. Appleby? Oh, Appleby. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm it's like, Applebee. wait a second. I, I know how Applebee's is spelled. It's B-E-S, just like the <laughs> restaurant. And then my brain's like, mm, you ain't got no Appleby. Anyways, so. <laughs> I can't stand you. I know. I can't stand my brain either. Sorry, Jack so, Appleby, if you're listening. You're probably not. But sorry anyway. <laughs> Go on. Yes. So thank you for recapping this. Uh, this is pretty cool stuff. So, probably around 11.30, I know I was still awake and I fell asleep at like 12. Around 11.30, this report from Brad Sams came around, who is a writer for Therat. Uh, let me just double check that. I believe he's a writer for Therat. So, anyways, uh, Brad Sams, who's, a, who's presumably a writer for Therat, <laughs> went through and revealed the Xbox Series S. So, they got, they, Brad got his hands on a... On a picture that shows Xbox Series S, it's got the box itself, and it's got the price in it. Um, all of that to reveal that pretty much it's coming, it's you know, it's it's here, this is what it looks like. It's $299, which is bombshell news because we've been waiting for a price on one of these systems. Uh, yes, it is Throt.com, sorry. So This was uh, at 11.30 p.m. last night. Correct. Was when it was originally. p.m. last night. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so let me just go to therot.com. Oh, we have guest star, Ray. Oh. Hello, Ray. Are you here to meow? Ray, what are your thoughts on the Xbox Series S? I want food. Meow. <laughs> um, <laughs> meow. So, okay. So the the article was published uh, on Therot, and then obviously a lot of people went through, and um, they went through, and they, you know, took the picture and spread it all over the internet. So, all right. This one comes from Therot directly. Let's. I was just going to go with the Twitter thread, but let's jump over here. So... Brad Sams reported, we knew it was coming since 2018. Now we have our first look at the unannounced hardware. The Xbox Series S expected to be announced sometime soon, but this is your first look at the hardware. The big news here, aside from the device itself, is that it looks like it'll cost $299 when the hardware hits retail availability. Console's white, and based on the image, does not appear to have a disk drive. But we don't fully know that until we get a better side shot of the console. Further, this device appears to look closer to the Xbox One family of devices than the tower of the Series X. So they clearly got their hands on the reveal video because they go through and they pretty much have all of the specs and everything which were revealed in that. Um, so with this price point, Microsoft's making an aggressive entry into the next generation console wars and will likely undercut the PS5 on pricing. 
Further, we can likely speculate that the Series X should come in at either $499 or possibly $599 based on the pricing of this console. So let's jump ahead now. So then that was at around 11.30 p.m. So it was the first look at the console, the first next-gen price point, um, a major deal, as as uh, Jack Appleby, presumably, says. So this was all over the Internet very quickly. So 2.07 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So what's that? Three, almost three hours later? Um, yes. The Xbox Twitter account posted this, I guess this is, where is this monkey from? I don't know. It's this famous meme that it's like one of this pu- this puppet monkey where he's like looking to the side and then like stares off into the distance. <laughs> it's like kind of like, oh shit. Like what's yeah. going on? So this came two and a half hours later from the official Xbox Twitter account, literally in the middle of the night. The, uh, the awkward look monkey meme. Uh, no copy, just a hysterical head nod to the leak. So now that that happens, right? So now about an hour and five or so minutes later uh, at 3.13 a.m. Presumably after Xbox, a lot of emails back and forth being like, what should we do? <laughs> yes. So less than four hours after a huge leak, Xbox confirms the name, the design, and the price point with, the, with a nicer looking promotional shot of the Xbox Series S. So they tweeted, let's make it official, Xbox Series S, next generation performance, in the smallest, and it's that little tiny font that like sits up like the, <laughs> yeah, uh, like like the squared logo. Yep. Yeah, superscript, there you go. Smallest Xbox ever, $299 estimated retail price. Looking forward to sharing more soon, promise. So more info was promised to be shared soon, and then uh, they tweeted a lock emoji and a heart, which has been the rumored name for the Xbox Series S, Lockheart. So... Very cool stuff there. Three thirteen in the morning. So, I happened to wake up at like I don't know four o'clock, and I saw all this, and I was like freaking out because this is super cool to me because the Xbox Series S has probably been the either the worst kept secret or the most balanced reveal to no. keep people guessing at what it is. It was the worst because kept for, secret. <laughs> yeah, everyone, well, everyone kind of knew, yeah. but I guess everyone was like, "Is this just going to be an Xbox One X rebranded? Like, is it even going right. to be next gen? Whatever." Yeah, exactly. So there's been a lot of question marks around it. There was the controllers that got out in the wild from uh, the looting of the stores in Chicago that referenced the Xbox Series S. Someone bought a new controller online recently and got a Game Pass subscription or like a free trial that referenced Xbox Series S and X. So all of these question marks around this reveal. So uh, at noon today, 12.34 p.m. Eastern Eastern Time, it got a proper reveal. So Xbox tweeted, the Xbox Series S, all digital next-gen console, faster load times, higher frame rates, richer, more dynamic worlds, next-generation game performance in our smallest Xbox ever. Hashtag power your dreams. And they released the official reveal video for the system. And at first... I was like, this system looks ugly, which I think it still kind of looks a little ugly. It looks ugly. Let's talk about that real quick. It basically looks like a hot plate that you get for your dorm room. <laughs> like, um, you're a, not wrong. It's a stovetop. Yes, it like, yes, if you haven't seen the leaks, it is, imagine a white rectangular box, like, looking like a cable box, and then just, like, a black circle where you would presumably cook your mac and cheese in your dorm room. Um, or, alternatively, <laughs> imagine a subwoofer... Like, I have one right here. Yes. Just elongated. Yeah, basically. Um, I'm assuming that is, like, the air. It's it's a grill. Like, it's the air exhaust oh, it's fan be. or whatever. Because um, yeah. the Xbox Series X has all those holes in the top where there's a bunch of exhaust there. So, I'm guessing it's similar in thermal design that way. Um, I think it looks yes. hideous. But, whatever. 
So they're saying that it's the smallest Xbox ever, which the Xbox 360E was the last Xbox 360 released, and that was pretty small. So if it's smaller than that, that's pretty impressive that they're fitting that. So it's 60% smaller, or 60% of the... What they say it was? 60, yeah, I think it's 60% smaller than the Xbox Series X, which is... Oh, hello. There's the trailer. Um, <laughs> let me see here. Next-gen performance... Nearly 60% smaller than the Xbox Series X. Okay, relax, relax. <laughs> yeah, the video it's has like, it, like, going inside the Xbox Series X, and you can see it doesn't... Like, side by side, you wouldn't guess that it's the smallest. It's probably the smallest in terms of, like, volume by, like, a hair. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's hard to believe. It's got to be not as wide as the Xbox One X or the Xbox One S because those are pretty, like, uh, depth. They're pretty deep. Um but yeah, so anyway, all that to say, and we've got some specs here that we'll run through in a second, but this is pretty impressive, a $299 price tag. Let's kind of go through what they have to offer with this system. So with this system, it's all digital, uh, as it was referenced in the tweet here, so no disk drive. Uh, it's going to run, well, it's going to be able to uh, perform, well, I guess output games at 1440p at up to 120 FPS, as opposed to the Xbox Series X that'll be able to do uh, native 4K 60. Um, direct DirectX ray tracing, variable rate shading, variable refresh rate, ultra low latency, custom 512 gigabyte SSD, which um, the Xbox Series X will be able to do one terabyte. It will have one terabyte uh, SSD, 4K streaming media playback, 4K upscaling for games. So obviously some of the glaring differences here, Series X is a 4K machine. This is a 1440p machine. Uh, Series X has a disk drive, S does not have a disk drive, X has bigger, uh, larger memory, uh, one uh, one terabyte of, of SSD, and then uh, Series S only has 512 gig. So those are probably the big ones, at least as far as the world knows it right now. Uh, but at $300, this offers the average person that wants to upgrade without spending an arm and a leg to be able to upgrade to next gen, or at least get ray tracing and the... Uh, the newer CPU, the better solid-state drive, so in a new Xbox for a pretty damn good price. So this is really, I mean, this whole story of the Xbox Series S is just so shocking to me because this is what Microsoft has had in their back pocket all along. This is this is the hook, line, and sinker. This is what we need at launch. It's The Xbox One S and the lower price point came at a lower point in time where they found this niche where people looking for a new system were able to get it, but only later on in the life cycle of the console. The Xbox One was too expensive. Then they started going down and playing with the price. But once the One S came out and the One X came out, and One X was the top-tier console, One S was the lower, more affordable value console, then that's when the One S has started moving systems. So I think that this system will do incredibly well if Microsoft advertises it correctly with Game Pass and offering that in there of a, hey, look, you buy the system, you buy your niece, nephew, uh, granddaughter, grandson, whoever it is, son, daughter, sister, brother. You buy them this system. You buy them this uh, subscription to Game Pass, and you have access to hundreds of games. Yeah. Um, right from the get go, or watch. I think it's actually a hundred games. This is this is the right move because now that puts Sony in a pretty shitty position. Of Sony's really got to think about their hand now and what they're going to play. There's no way they're going to release a $300 PS5, and that may not be what they want to compete with. They may look to to offer the premium product. So they've got an all digital console and they've got a disc 
uh, drive console that are going to be two very distinguished points. The disk drive-based PS5 will be more compatible or more competitive, I should say, with the Xbox Series X. Whereas, I don't even know if I'd want to put the all-digital PS5 on the same level as the Series S. I was just going to say, because there's no performance difference between the two PS5s. The literal only right. difference is just the disk drive, the physical disk drive. That's it. Uh, right. So the Xbox Series X has no competition, essentially. Like Unless you want to consider the Switch competition, which I don't think it is. It's a very different playing field. Um, so yeah. this is going to put Microsoft in a very, very good position. Um, and I'm happy for them that this is not a just a you know a one x souped up or whatever um and that it's actually like it's it, it, it is a real next gen console just at a lower uh you know it just is an output 4k uh maybe it'll and i i struggle to believe that it'll that the only like that they <laughs> it's 60 percent smaller and it can still do 1440 at 120 fps i don't know i'm struggling to believe that that's a realistic thing i'm thinking this is more like basically a 1080p console and the series x is a 4k um, like I, I mean, I'm sure that it can in some like really, you know, you know Ori or something. I don't know, like something very basic, but mm-hmm. I doubt that this will be like a, you know, a, that much of a powerhouse, but it's still excellent for most people that like, you know, in your kid's room, you don't really have a 4k TV for the most part. Like this is perfect for your kid's room or for the game room or whatever it is where you're not putting like the highest quality television. Whereas us adults, <laughs> are crazy right we're gonna be like oh, i know of course we want the most premium product but this is well great i'm not movie. gonna lie like this is almost appealing to me because part of me doesn't want to i mean part of me wants to invest in a new xbox because i'm sitting here thinking to myself like oh yeah that'd be nice like i've got a lot of xbox credit that i could use and i don't really have to spend much money out of, out of pocket but it it comes down to okay i guess the way i look at it is and i was telling you this earlier is okay you have the xbox series s now that's three hundred dollars you figure you've got an Xbox One X, you can probably get maybe 100 or $200 for it at minimum with like a trade-in offer, at least $150. That makes it a $150 upgrade. A lot of people are going to upgrade. Now, this puts people, like if I were like GameStop and some of the like the game boutique companies, I'd be shitting my, my pants right now because you've got an all-digital PS5 that's coming, now you've got the Series S, and the Series S is positioned to do very well for Microsoft. And you partner that up with Game Pass, people aren't going to be buying digital games necessarily. They, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to buy the system, and they're just going to ride through Game Pass. It's like, oh, we're not buying that game right now. Play what you have on Game Pass, and we'll wait till this one comes to Game Pass. And, you know, that's how we both grew up. It was like, you know, wait until there's a sale or, you know, whatever, which yeah. is which is good. Um, and, and it sets them up really well. So it's, it's interesting because it even makes someone like me think, well, okay, you know, then Windows Central came out and said the Xbox Series X is also going to launch November 10th. Oh, so when, sorry, when Xbox officially announced it, they announced November 10th was the release date. So then Windows Central at one point, I think it was either earlier today or uh, late last night, said, hey, yeah, Series S is $300 and the Xbox One or Xbox Series X is going to be $500. So now you've got a $200 price differential for. And I can actually get behind this $200 price differential. You're missing your disk drive, and you're missing um, power, really, is what you are. And yeah. your your SSD is half the size. It's like the Switch so, Lite, kind of. Well, I guess the Switch Lite doesn't, isn't really underpowered. That's a bad comparison. Never mind. Ignore me. Yes, yeah, Switch <laughs> Lite can still play every game. Well, yeah, no, it's not underpowered. But it's, I guess it uh, can't. Well, it is. It, there is a power difference, actually, because it's playing at a lower resolution than the regular Switch, and it doesn't output to TV. So there's, like, a legitimate power difference. Like, yes, it's playing the same games, but... Well, it's not like a graphical difference, 
but yeah, it's, it's not a graphical it's not difference. You're outputting. playing in handheld constantly. It's the same difference, like in terms of resolution. I guess is what I'm saying. Like the Switch regular can output in 1080p, and the Switch Lite can't output anything besides the native resolution, which is what like less than 720p, or is 720p? Um, I think so it's 720p. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely probably a power difference there. Yeah, I I don't know if I get behind that, but we'll agree to disagree. Okay. So. Whatever. I, I get your point, but I think that like when it comes to parity of the two systems, they can still do the same thing in handheld mode. You just don't get it an output to the TV with the dock. Yeah. So there's like a different chip. I think that they said that that like is actually meant to do video output, and the Switch Lite doesn't have that. So. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, this puts Microsoft in an incredibly well position, in my opinion. Uh, now, what I'm curious to know your opinion on is where does this put PlayStation? Where do they price their systems now? Where is it because when we there's a lot of rumors going around before of like yeah no series s isn't gonna be as cheap as you thought it's gonna be more like 400 so then we're like okay we're in for like 400 600 consoles which in my opinion i thought was insane but that's kind of what everybody was leading us to believe uh on the internet so then microsoft comes out of the gate saying hey look no it's 300 and that's where the internet is kind of like shaken up like holy crap this thing's gonna sell gangbusters it's next gen it's 300 bucks that's affordable for a lot of people, uh, and not six or five or six hundred dollars. That's totally out of reach. So, yeah. where do you think this puts Sony and the PlayStation Five? Assuming of consoles. Assuming that Windows Central is correct with the Series X being five hundred, because that hasn't been officially confirmed yet. That's kind of the the estimated rumored price. Um, I would say PS Five is also going to be four ninety nine. I don't and know how about- much does the digital version come in at. I want to say three ninety nine, but I I feel like the just not having a disc drive is not worth a hundred dollars. Like disc drives aren't that expensive. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But assuming they both have the same like solid state drive size, right? Uh, not, there's literally I don't know no if that difference. Was ever confirmed? I, I didn't think it was any different except for all digital versus non digital. Yeah, or disc drive, I should say. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say. It's probably going to be 399 499 but part of me also wants to be like maybe it's going to be 449 499 but and cuz like why if there's a difference if there's a different if there's a difference it's going to be $100 I cannot imagine them doing a $50 thing where that's like stupid at that point where someone's like no 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 we want the disk drive one or there's fewer disk drive ones and more all digital and then because remember you also have a level of a trade off where like yeah, the Xbox Series S is three hundred dollars, but they're also counting on people buying from their storefront now. They're getting that cut of money for the games, right? So you take that and you consider that to some extent of okay, you're guaranteed all digital sales. There's no I'm going to Target or Best Buy or GameStop or Amazon or whatever and buy my game there. I'm going straight to the, the supplier, the and PlayStation I'm going straight to Microsoft store or PlayStation. Or places, yeah, and you get they got a cut when you buy from their stores. That's true. So it probably will be a hundred dollar difference, but then I'm I'm like wondering <laughs> where the is the disc version actually going to sell at that point like well w- should i even buy it i don't know for if i'm going to save a hundred dollars to just buy all digital and now that we're slowly starting to see a shift to where sales are happening more often in these digital stores than they ever have been in the past because that's always been my concern right is like you're always going to find a physical version of the of the game cheaper 
for whatever reason. Like, I know it doesn't make sense logically, but it's always been the case, like on Black Friday, especially the sales that you find at, you know, Walmart, Best Buy never get as cheap as they do or or are always cheaper um, than in the digital store. Digital store is never going to get as cheap as the physical sales. Um, but we've so seen what that they've been changing. doing in the past, so. right? So yeah, so we have seen that change a little bit. So like last year, Walmart by default would discount all of their digital versions to the Black Friday prices of the physical versions, and that's I think they're the only retailer that's done that. But yeah. I wish that if that happened across the board, I mean, because every year it's like Black Friday, it's like oh this game is twenty five dollars at Target, you know whatever. The digital store is always like thirty five dollars, right? Yep. Where it's on sale but not as cheap. So I agree with you. If they're, I mean, I think that with the next generation having two systems that are fully digital, we need to have more sales in the space that are more competitive with what's in the physical space. And if we don't, it's gonna, it'll, it'll be, it'll be weird because then, or does it become like no, it's that's not gonna happen, and that's why you're paying up front only three hundred dollars, but then you're locked into sixty dollar games for at least the first two months while the game is out, right? So, yeah. I don't know. Say, I agree with you, though. I think yeah. that if the Series X is 500, there's no shot. I say there's no shot. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if Sony came in any higher than that price. Because it's not... They're both... In terms of power, the Series X is technically a little bit more powerful. I don't know if that how yes. that translates in terms of manufacturing costs, but one would assume that they should be at the same price point. Like, the difference in power is not, you know, so grand that one needs to be 100 or even $50 more expensive than the other. I think they're, mm-hmm. they're both going to be equal priced. But Series X is super, you know, in a, it, I think Series S is in a great spot for being what it is because there's literally no competition for that at that price point and at that level of capability. So I I would, I would agree 100% with you, and I think that the only... The only thing that is comparable in, in terms of price range is a, is a full-size Switch, right? Where you're not talking about power parity, but you're talking about price parity, where it's 299 299 Yeah. Um, but then, with the rumors of a Switch Pro actually happening early next year, does that happen? And then, now, you know, the console, the, the, the comfort of the console pricing and availability that you knew and loved has now been thrown into the air with all these different prices, and things are getting cut, and then... Does Nintendo sell the regular Switch at 200 and then the Switch Lite at 100 and then Switch Pro at 300 Or what does that look like? And then, you know, that's it's an interesting thing. So, anyway, super exciting. I would say definitely when you were talking about emails going back and forth, I think that it was handled very well. The fact that they nipped it in the middle of the night and said, look, yeah, no problem here. It's official. Because then people wake up and it's like, boom. People, everybody's talking about it. I mean, we had friends that... Why there were some people that reached out to me that don't even really follow Xbox or gaming news in general, and are like, "Whoa, do you see this new Xbox coming out at three hundred dollars? It's like the same thing as the other one." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's yep. pretty impressive. It is very impressive." So kudos to Microsoft. You did it, and you didn't mess it up. Is so the, is the One X still listed at three ninety nine? Currently, the One X I don't think is being sold anymore. Really? Oh wait, we had talked about this. We talked about yeah, it was like the One S was the only thing being sold. So yeah, it's no longer. It's all used stuff. Well, looking at GameStop. Oh yeah, uh, refurbished. Okay, yeah. yeah Xbox Amazon One X refurb. The Gears Five Limited Edition bundle is out of stock now, but it was being sold for three ninety nine. Um, yes. So the fact that the One S is more powerful and is available for a hundred dollars cheaper. Um, 
is really exciting. So the last system to come out, which Sorry, was the, uh, the, the Cyberpunk version that came with a copy of Cyberpunk, that one was being sold for 300 at the time. Like, in a very short period of time, because it was the last limited edition Xbox, it sold for 300 and then it... Uh, and then it pretty much jumped back up to 400 wherever you could find it, but it was highly sought after. Um, interesting, interesting. Yeah, so yeah. very cool stuff. And then one last piece on this, and then we'll jump into some of the other news. Uh, the global product marketing person for Xbox, Marty Hess, uh, tweeted, or they, they quote tweeted the Xbox Series S official reveal by the Xbox uh, Twitter account and said, if you think announcing a next-gen console in the middle of the night due to leaks is wild. Just imagine what else we have cooking. So, talk is cheap. Let's see what happens, but uh, we'll we'll see what comes out of this. Yeah. Um, I doubt that this is anything substantial. Like, what are you cooking? You would you didn't drop it in the middle of the night. It was leaking. Like, relax. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. But I, you know what what gets me is like the Xbox. Well. If Miles Morales makes it on time this year and actually comes out this year, then Sony, I would say, wins the launch lineup war, if there was ever a war. Um, But there's really not much for Xbox to launch with. I mean, we've got Cyberpunk coming out, but Cyberpunk is also just... I mean, Cyberpunk is is possibly up in the air. I mean, it's coming out in November, but it's also anybody's anybody's guess if it's actually going to make it this year. No, it's definitely going to make it this year. I have... Every I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to make it this year. Um, I can't wait till next week when it's delayed. <laughs> Stop! No, it's definitely not going to be delayed. Um, but I also so what are the things with Xbox for me? I guess and I feel like for a lot of people is like PC also exists and all of the first party games on Xbox are also on PC. So like there's no real rush to invest in a new Xbox console if you have a PC and Game Pass or even a phone and Game Pass an Android phone I guess specifically. But um, like there's, I don't know, it doesn't feel. I'm not in any urgent rush to be like, oh, well, I gotta pre-order the the Series S now or Series X because I, you know, need to play these games that are already available to me elsewhere. Yeah. So no, I I hear you. I hear you. So it's 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 interesting. I think that like the whole ray tracing piece is cool. That it'll have ray tracing. Like you talked about buying a new GPU. So obviously you don't have ray tracing now, but you'll have ray tracing with the new GPU. So. I think that having the ability to offer ray tracing and not force people into buying a 4K TV is pretty cool. I mean, obviously, it'll yes. look nicer, but um, being able to do that's pretty nice. So, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, does this do anything for you? You buying an Xbox? It sounds like the answer is no. I mean, not for the foreseeable future, no. Because, like, if I'm, as you said, I'm planning on buying the new NVIDIA RTX card eventually when, I don't know, we'll see how, <laughs> how my budget works. Maybe I'll win the lottery between now and then. Um, Ooh, take but, me with you. <laughs> right? But um, besides that, like, yeah, there's literally no reason. Every first-party game or exclusive game that's coming to Xbox will be released on PC on Game Pass. Um, and every other game that I'd want to play, I'm either going to have on PC or PS5. Um, like Cyberpunk, I'm pretty sure I'm going to cancel my PS5 pre-order and just keep it on PC, especially because of, like, mods and whatnot. Like, that kind of game I'm going to want to have on PC. Um and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But I don't I'm definitely not going to actively seek it out, but if there happens to be some kind of I don't know, if Microsoft is giving them away for free, I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll take one." <laughs> sure. Love it. They'll they'll be doing that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. They always do. <laughs> Anyways. They always do. 
All right, let's jump into the next biggest one. Take it away. Yes. Tell us, tell us what we've won. <laughs> you won Super Mario Sunshine. Woo! Come collect your prize. Um, so Mario's 35th anniversary direct happened. Um, it wasn't, you know, the huge big direct that everyone wanted. I guess it kind of just dropped in the middle of the well, in the middle of the night. It just dropped, and then I woke up to a million text messages. I was like, what happened? Um, first things first. Game and Watch Super Mario Brothers is a actual physical thing that will be coming out soon um it's like a whole backlit led screen but they were no not led lcd and they made sure to say liquid crystal display to make it sound really fancy when it's just an lcd screen um but it's right basically just a little you know physical little game and watch limited production available november 13th for 49.99 and contains uh i want to say if not just one it's like more than a few little super mario so games it's gonna include yeah it's gonna include the original super mario brothers it's gonna so you can play it for the I don't know ten millionth time that you've ever played it before. It's gonna <laughs> include the original Mario Ball game, which was included on the original Game and Watch systems. Yes. So Game and Watch, for those that are not aware, it was one of Nintendo's first systems that they made. So it's it was like these one game, uh, one game little machines, kind of like the old uh, Tiger Electronic games. So they went through and they. You know what? That's interesting. I think I have this. It looks like a little um, Game Boy Micro, if you know what that. Yes. Is. But it's in like in the original yes. color, color scheme, and uh, has like actually color screen, which is a first because usually the Game and Watches were all in black and white. Um, and yeah, the, so the origin of Game and Watch and Super Smash Bros. If you didn't know that already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a little Game Watch character because it would be always be the same characters just in a different game. Yes. So it's all, it's also got a little clock on it in case you know you want to tell the time use it as a watch <laughs> it was game and watch yeah yes um yes as a clock mode so you can use it as a, and actually the clock mode looks really cool and it's like an animated like kind of you know the blocks make up the time and when the time changes like you know mario breaks the bricks or whatever it's actually pretty, pretty fancy yeah very fancy yes um so that happened and then super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury were officially announced for the switch coming February 12th, 2021. Um, I'm surprised that it's not coming out this year in this holiday because it still kind of leaves the holiday window open. Um, but sure, February 12th, I'm excited to finally play this on Switch, um, even though I do already own it on the Wii U. Um, I've, I'm hoping that this is kind of the last port of the Switch. I don't think anything else is really missing at this point. Like we've got Pikmin, we've got 3D World, we obviously had Mario Kart. Um, you know, everything else, we're done with the Switch ports. Give us some new games. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're holding out for the holiday season. Who knows? Um, but besides that, we got Super Mario Brothers 35, which is basically like Tetris 99, but Mario, and only 35 people instead of 99 people. Um, but I'm really excited for this because, as Paul mentioned literally two seconds ago, I've beaten Super Mario Brothers, the original, like a million times. And this is basically a race with 35 people to get to the finish line, like to beat the game in Super Mario Brothers. Um, so it's literally 35 people playing consecutively, or I, consecutively, is that the word? No. At the same time. Um, and you can, like, send power-ups or send enemies or whatever to other character or to other people that are playing and disrupt their game or whatever. Um, so it looks really cool, but it's only available for a limited time. It's available starting October 1st until the end of March 31st, 2021. Yes. Um, available only for Nintendo Switch Online members. Similar to, similarly to Tetris 99, but the limited time window is kind of annoying uh, which we'll talk about that in a second in more in depth um 
Next, they uh, announced Mario Kart Live, which is an actual physical Mario RC car with a camera on it that you control on your Switch. Um, so it looked like you basically place the little like finish line kind of, or not finish line, like track markers, I guess, and then you drive it around to kind of like mark what the track will be. And then once the track is set, you have like a little Mario uh, RC car and there was like a Luigi RC car. I don't know if there were any other characters that they announced. Just those two. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you literally race like physically but also digitally like you're looking at your switch screen which is has a camera and it's like moving around your furniture and whatnot um and you can like throw items and and it'll like you know disable the car for a second uh looks really really cool um probably more so for you know younger kids than us adults but who knows maybe we'll (laughs) we can go have these this one launches on october 16th for 99.99 which i guess a reasonable price for like a, a physical uh digital hybrid kind of game um, Just to be clear, one character comes for a hundred dollars, so it's either Mario or Luigi. A worm. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like maybe we go half season. I'm like, what? <laughs> Never mind. Wait. Yeah, so if you wanted two sets, it's two hundred dollars. What if you just want the additional cart? Like just the cart? Do they not sell them separately? You can because it's mapped. It's mapped to one switch. So it's like my switch is my one cart. Oh, I guess that okay. That yeah, because it literally comes with a game card. The pop into your switch. Interesting. Okay, well, all right. We'll think about that one. The interest has diminished. <laughs> it, it sure has. Um, and there's just more Mario stuff that they announced. Uh, there will be Mario mer- merch at Nintendo New York and also online. Um, there's a special level in Mario Maker 2. Um, Nintendo v- versus Challenge Cup is coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, there's a Splatfest event happening in Splatoon. I forgot that people play Splatoon still. Like, I'm truly shocked but i'm happy for them um but the most important part is that animal crossing is (laughs) paul just made the font like 72 animal crossing is finally getting mario items in march i literally i think i asked about this like literally last episode talking about where the mario items because i opened up animal crossing wild world i think it was Yes, um, and there's a ton DS. of Mario items. My yes. house is full of them, and I'm like, where yeah. are they in New Horizons? They're coming in March. I'm so excited. Um, so I can have my living room, or actually not even my living room. I just put them outside. I also have warp pipes all over my island. I'm Very excited. Said, this way the cockroaches can go in the warp pipes. <laughs> yes, perfect. I wonder if the warp pipes would actually work. Can you imagine? Anyways, um, <laughs> Super Mario All-Stars is on uh, Super Nintendo Online as of... When would this happen? Two days ago? Three days ago? It's out uh, now. Last last Thursday. Yeah, it's out now. Yes, it's out now. Um, so if you haven't already downloaded it, go ahead. and Well, not downloaded it. If you haven't already played it, you are not able to. Did you play Super Mario All-Stars back in the day? Um, I want to say I had it for Game Boy Advance. So but they broke remember. up all the games. Did they? Yeah, they broke them all up. So like Super Mario Advance 1 was like uh, Super Mario Bros. 2. Super Mario Advance 2 was like Super Mario World. Super Mario Advance 3 was Super Mario Brothers 3. And then Super Mario Advance 4 was Yoshi's Island. So they like broke them all up. Um, I think those are a little bit different from Super Mario All-Stars. Super Mario All-Stars, in I know my what All-Stars opinion, is, least, but I feel like Super Mario All-Stars was included on one of these. Am I making things up? Yes. It was included. There was a Wii version that came out that literally was a disc with just this game on it. With just Super Mario All-Star? That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. That's where I played it. Because I, I recognized it, like, the the redesign of the... Le- le- not redesign, but the, the makeover of the levels that they did. Um, like, I've seen that before. I wasn't sure where. I wasn't sure if it was Game Boy or not. But that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So, it's it's available for, you know, as part of the Super Nintendo Online stuff. I, I started playing a little bit of it. The 
the colorization and everything that they did to like remaster, I guess you could say, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, and Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels, which was like Super Mario Brothers 1.5 in Japan, are really nice. So if you enjoy Super Mario Brothers games, go play these. They're essentially included with Nintendo Switch Online, so yes. for free. Definitely. And that one will not be going away, much like our next thing, or unlike our next thing. Um, so this is kind of exciting, bittersweet, like things I'm excited for, but also annoyed at. So Super Mario 3D All-Stars was officially announced. This is their big reveal, finally official, has been kind of rumored, leaked for months now, and we've been talking about it, and I've been super excited about it. Um, includes three games, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy 1, which leads me to my first complaint, where Super Mario Galaxy 2, which was also a revered game. Who knows? Um, so it actually comes out next week-ish, well, 10 days. Ne- um, next Friday, yeah. Next Friday, yes. September 18th, and is only available to March, or until March 31st, 2021, which leads me to my next complaint. Why is it a limited release when they can literally just have it on the eShop? Like, sure, it could be a limited print for physical, but, like, why put it back in the Disney vault? You're not Disney. I don't understand. I don't know. This is a weird one, too, because, I mean, let's get to the core of the issue. The, the big rumor that set everybody up for hype was this is going to be like a remaster, like refinished, done from the ground up kind of thing where it was all going to be modernized. Everybody's like, holy crap, Super Mario 64 in the vein of Super Mario Odyssey? That's pretty crazy. So graphically, you know, yeah, saying. Could you imagine? So, it, yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. But at the same time, I mean, it's funny. I sent this to my sisters because we grew up playing these games. And, like, they were super excited. They're like, Cause that's all in one game. And, like, they're super excited about it. Um, one of my sisters has a Switch, so... You know, we grew up on these games playing them together. They've all played Super Mario 64 and probably have beaten it for that matter. So it kind of stinks that they're just ports that are kind of optimized. So um, Super Mario 64's got uh, whatever. It looks a little bit better. It's a little up res, I guess. Yeah, it's a little and bit higher Super- res. That's really it. Yeah, and then Sunshine and Galaxy have 16 by 9 support. But Super Mario Galaxy does have compatibility for two Joy-Cons, which is pretty cool. Yes. And I was looking at the uh, the trailer right before we started recording, and Super Mario Galaxy looks pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I think yeah. it actually looks really good in the trailer that I saw that they released. I mean, Super so, Mario Galaxy always looked good. The only issue is that it was just in 480p. Like, it always looked incredible. Um, yeah. It was just standard definition. So I'm hoping that it is upraised enough that it, it like, actually plays in 1080p or whatever on a tv um but besides that i mean i never i didn't really consider that them not being remastered was an issue because to me i think mario 64 part of the nostalgia is like the shitty graphics like i think that's just part of it and if they remastered it i don't think it would have the same feel because they would i yeah. feel like they would also have to change the physics a little bit because the physics were always like a little off but like that's what you want, right? It's kind of like when they remastered Crash and, like, they completely changed it and it looks great, but, like, the physics are off. Like, the jumping mechanism doesn't work and it's actually harder in the in the remaster. Yes, 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 yes. I know like, exactly what you're talking yeah. about. So, like, remastering doesn't... is Like, they would have to not just change it visually, but they would have to change, like, the core game engine. I feel like that would piss off people more than just releasing a port. Which is, so, I, I didn't really consider that too much of an issue, but I guess I understand where people are coming from, especially because Crash and Spyro were both remastered, and the remasters are only 40 bucks, whereas this is not remastered, it's literally just three ports on one disc, and it is $60. Like, 
$60 and only limited time release because they want you to buy it before it's officially gone forever and then you can never buy it again. So so let, let's be 100% realistic. This thing is going to sell out around the holidays. Absolutely. Everyone's going to get it for Christmas. I pre-ordered it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I'm absolutely yeah. buying it, but I'm mad about yeah. it, but I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm mad about it, but I'm buying it. I've been playing. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to stream Super Mario Sunshine. I love Super Mario Sunshine so much. Ugh. Perfect. You do that. I'll stream Galaxy, and then we'll be we'll be all content. And then Perfect. we can... We, uh, loser, loser has to stream Super Mario 64. Super Mario 64 isn't even bad. I, no, I only beat it's it once, so though, good, on but DS. We literally... Yes, we beat it on the DS a couple times. Like I beat it on my own file, and then I beat it for my sisters. And then I also grew up playing it, and I beat it then. And it got, like, every star... So I'm just kind of burnt down on Super Mario 64. I'll definitely play it, and I'll have some fond memories of the levels that I used to struggle on as a kid. Um, but Super Mario Galaxy, and Super Mario Sunshine for that matter, I don't think we ever beat Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, Super Mario so, Sunshine is such a good game. I think it's, but, it's definitely my favorite. Super Mario Sunshine, for me, is what Mario 64 is to you, because I didn't have an X64. I only had a GameCube. Gotcha. Um, and gotcha, so that's... Gotcha. I, like, played the hell out of that game. Oh, it's so good. Super Mario Galaxy, though, is one of my favorite Mario games ever, I think. Yes. Super Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2. Galaxy 2 was incredible. So I was equally as bummed out, uh, just like you said, when I saw, like, Galaxy 2 was not included. Especially if you're just porting these things over and you're uprising them. Like, just throw Galaxy 1 and 2 on there. But I'm sure somewhere down the line it's going to be, like, Galaxy 2 and... And what? No, the, the Mario didn't come out on the Wii U. There's so. nothing else. There was just 3D World, which is we know is already coming in a separate, like actual full release. Um, I'm excited for that too. I, I I know you talked about. It. I don't think we. I mean, you you mentioned that that was good. You said what else is there to port over? I think that's pretty much it. The only games that haven't been ported over at this point are like gamepad centric games, um, Wii U games that are not ported <laughs> that to are Switch not yet. Ported. Like there, I mean, you know, it's it's venture. It's yeah. very interesting. I think that was like the biggest, the last major holdout to be ported. I'm surprised they waited this long, but I'm also not because I guess they were waiting specifically for the 35th anniversary to do it. Oh, there are a few more. So, Fatal Frame, The Maiden of Black Water, that was a Wii U exclusive uh, title at the time. It was like digital only, but it only came out on Wii U. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, that was the second game in the Xenoblade Chronicles series that's still tied on to Wii U. Um, NES Remix Pack, that was also on 3DS, but... Remember those? Was, oh my god, yeah, I totally forgot a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun. I should put up my Wii U. It's only a matter of time until these come, which is another interesting point to bring up. Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD. So, yes. there's been a lot of rumor about Skyward Sword. I'd imagine that would be a good, like, summer... Or spring collection for next year. Skyward Sword uh, wouldn't wouldn't be annoying though because that was a Wii release, so right. That would be, and they have to they have to fix that. Um, they'd have to like remaster that on its own or HD it. Yeah, with the HD treatments they've already done it for Wind Waker and uh, and Twilight Princess. That would be that would be a lot of. I mean, that would be a great bundle. Those three games for sixty bucks. Yeah, I'm sure Nintendo is going to charge us sixty dollars each though. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see about Skyward Sword because the had the Motion Plus thing. And I don't think the Joy Cons. They would I have mean, to change that. Yeah, they might. have to change it to like a, a Twilight Princess scenario. Yeah, um, they've had so much time now at this point. It's been like two generations of systems, so they got plenty of time. Hurry up, <laughs> um, Yoshi's Woolly World, Paper Mario Color Splash, and I think that's it for the non gamepad centric games. Hello, Ray. Nice to hear from you again. Ray's like, I really want those games on on Switch, please. Yeah, that's what she's saying. 
It's funny, she's been, like, avoiding me all day. I keep going to pet her, like, as she's sitting out and looking out the window. And then she'd, like, run away. And I'm like, what's your problem? And then now she's coming up and just, like, pet rubbing me up against my hand. With yes, your sorry, eyes. Please. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'd say that was a pretty pretty good Nintendo Direct, uh, or at least a Mario 35th Direct. It was filled with a lot of stuff, more stuff than I anticipated. I thought it was literally going to be, hey, yeah, we're doing something with these Mario 3D All-Stars, and that's it. Um, and they came out with Mario Brothers 35 and everything else. I agree with you 100%. Super Mario 3D World, I think, would have made a very good December game, um, but they're pushing it out to February. I'm sure that they're, and we've talked about this before, lining everything around COVID and everything going on with that. So. Yes. Remains but, to be seen if they're going to actually have any big releases come November or December. I, I feel like I'm almost downing it at this point, but we'll see. Perfect segue. So, coming in November, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, uh, <laughs> which was announced. I said big releases. <laughs> but this is, actually, this is actually a pretty big release. So... Uh, this this announcement came today from the Nintendo of America Twitter account. Posted up a video about six minutes long announcing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity for November 20th, 2020. What's Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity? It's a sequel to Hyrule Warriors, but it's in the Breath of the Wild uh, art style now, and it actually tells the backstory before Breath of the Wild even happened. So it takes place 100 years before Breath of the Wild happened, and you're playing through the events of the Great Calamity. So you're playing as Link, you're playing as Zelda, and you're playing as the champions of Hyrule, all in the Breath of the Wild art style. Looks really cool. Um, definitely go check out the trailer. I thought this was good stuff. I, I didn't expect this. I kind of thought Nintendo was going to go into the holiday with just what they had. And instead now, in the past two weeks, well, I guess week actually, in September, next week, they've got Mario 3D All-Stars. Not a huge release, I get it, but a lot of people have wanted these games on Switch, us included, so consider that a big release. October is Pikmin 3 Deluxe. November is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. That leaves December and January pretty vacant. Uh, obviously, Super Mario 3D World coming in February. So, um, with the announcement of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, they mentioned that the, the four champion amiibos that were released are getting reprinted, which those are pretty highly sought after, so I'm sure people will be happy about that. They also gave an update on Breath of the Wild 2, saying that it, you know, it's going to take some time, this and that. The running theme and rumor across the internet is that uh, with the Switch Pro being rumored, that they're going to release Breath of the Wild 2 alongside the Switch Pro. So, to really showcase it, because there's always, usually, usually a big Zelda release with almost every uh, with every uh, console launch, with the exception of the Wii U. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, because Skyward Sword wasn't a Wii U game. So, well, let's think about that. So, Switch launched with Breath of the Wild, and then uh, Wii U didn't launch with any Zelda game. That just launched with uh, New Super Mario Bros. U. Something like yeah, that. New, New Super Mario Bros. U. Then we launched with Twilight Princess. GameCube didn't launch with Wind Waker, but it was soon after release, right? I think. Yes. I don't know yeah, if it launched. I have no idea. That was before my time of actually knowing what, what was going on in the world. The BATs, the BATs, the Before I Met Times. <laughs> before I Met Times. GameCube. And then 3DS had Ocarina of Time 3D. Um, yeah. So anyway, it would not be it would not be out of their own possibility, especially if you're trying to sell a premium console, you show off one of your finest titles um, that's gotten the most praise as a, a sequel to one of your one of your best games, one of the greatest games of all time, in my opinion. Uh, yes. Breath of the Wild that you still haven't beat, so just let that settle in. You know what? <laughs> you can relax. Um Wind Waker came a full year after the GameCube's release. Oh, a full year. Damn. Okay. Yep. Actually, a full year and a month. GameCube came out in November twenty or two thousand one, and uh, Wind Waker was December two thousand two. GameCube released with what Luigi's Mansion, and then like Super Smash Brothers 
Melee came out right after. I have no idea. I bought my GameCube on sale used at KB Toys. Like, I have genuinely no KB idea Toys? what the launch was. Poor went out for KB Toys. Truly. I have no uh, idea what GameCube launch here. was. GameCube launch games. History of Nintendo launch titles. So it comes from sourcegaming.info. Sounds legit. The first game system that I bought at launch was the Wii. That was, like, when I really started getting into, like... Becoming a you know, G four M launch without a med. <laughs> Shut up. Um, let's see here, GameCube. Like I don't even know. I'm looking up the GameCube launch, and I see these pictures of like these women in like all leather suits holding them <laughs> up, and I'm realizing Stop. that like I've never seen in like the launch. Like I've never seen yeah. the videos of like, the reveal. Like I have no idea. The earliest oh like reveal thing Did I can you ever remember. Watch Good. I was gonna say the earliest reveal thing I remember is the reveal of Twilight Princess when the crowd would like. I was shriek. just gonna say, have you seen that? <laughs> yes, that was my. When that the people was, like I literally that. screamed and like died in yes. the theater. That was like that gives me chills every time. Ugh, I love watching those. The Wii remote reveal. I like memorize the music to that video. Like I still feel like <laughs> we're the only soundtrack. people that were like so shaken up by that. Like I've watched that video yes. probably a hundred times. I truly was shook by that. I was. I remember like being in computer class and like guys, look. And they're like, whoa, it's a TV remote. And I was like, no, it's cooler than that. <laughs> and you said it in that same voice, too? <laughs> Probably. Remember when, like, the woman, like, took the remote and, like, flicked it up and Mario yes. jumped? Yep. And I was like, wow, that's how it's going to be. That shit it never, never happened. It never happened. <laughs> never, never happened. So Ugh. I've got the answers here. So GameCube launched with Luigi's Mansion, Super Monkey Ball, Wave Race, Blue Storm. Uh, oh, my God. I remember Wave Race? Wow. Anyways. Notable increase due to the aforementioned third-party support with games like Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2, Crazy Taxi, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Wait, are you looking at the same? Launch. Are you looking at, like, an infographic from Reddit? Because I'm also... No. I'm looking at this infographic. That actually looks really cool. Um, Crazy no, Taxi is what launch title. Madden 2002. Tarzan. <laughs> it's a launch title. Love Tarzan. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Batman Vengeance. Interesting. Anyways. Yeah, the Nintendo 64 launched with Pilot Wing 64 and Super Mario 64. Um, oh, that's right. Wii U was Nintendo Land and New Super Mario Bros. U. Remember Nintendo Land? <laughs> wow. Oh, here we go. And also, Batman Arkham City Armored Edition, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, Mass Effect 3, and more notably, promoted Zombie U on their launch dates. Oh my god. Never forget Zombie U. And now it's like a PlayStation Plus title that I got for free and I've like never touched it. Right. What a, that game is terrible. It was marketed very well. I'll give it that. I was really excited for it. It was marketed it. very well. We were both excited, and we're like, should we buy it? Should we buy it? And then we bought it. And we're like, wait then, a minute. <laughs> that was. That you was mean when I die, I lose all my things? That was the first roguelike experience. I was like, I hate these games. And Stop. then bought Dead that's Cells. Not, that's nothing like a roguelike. <laughs> not a roguelike. I mean, uh, what's the... What's the title for... What's the name for things when you, like, die? It's, like, permadeath? It's, it's roguelike. It's just permadeath. Oh, okay. It's basically roguelike. It, it's roguelike. Um, okay, then the last one here. Nintendo 3DS launch titles. We have the critically acclaimed Nintendogs plus Cats. Oh, my God. Remember Nintendogs? Pilot Wings Resort. Uh, Super Street Fighter 4 3D Edition. Ridge Racer 3D. Samurai Warriors Chronicles. And Pro Evolution Soccer 2011 3D. Personally, I think the Nintendo Entertainment System had the best launch. We had Ten Yard Fight, <laughs> Duck Hunt, Clue Clue Land, Baseball, Golf, oh Pinball, God. Kung Fu, Tennis, Stack Up, Ice Climber, and Yo, Super Kung Mario Brothers. Yo, Kung Fu? Wait, what else? Super Mario Brothers. 
Oh. And there's a few Wrecking Crew, Excite Bike, Hogan's Alley. That's cool because those are all like original Nintendo titles. Yeah, I'm literally. So. I'll send you this graphic. It's actually kind of cool. Anyways, now that we're officially rambling for no reason, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I, I might get into Hyrule Warriors. I never played the original, but it seems like it would be a fun. Did you ever play like Dynasty Warriors or any of those games? Like they call them Muso games. They call them what? Muso. M U S O U. However you pronounce, it. I thought it was Muso. M U S O U. M U S O U. I guess yeah. they're I like here. Hold on, just because you're being a smart ass. No, I know. I know what they are. Like the style of gaming, where it's kind of just like a... the Japanese name for the Koei Tecmo Warriors franchise. That doesn't help me. <laughs> God damn it. I thought it stood for something. A generic like, term. Oh. A generic term to describe Japanese hack and slash action games with similar gameplay mechanics. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, no, I know. I know how it plays. I just haven't ever actually given it a chance. So maybe I will one day. I don't decide. I'm pretty sure it's like. It's very cheap, I think, now. It probably maybe is. Maybe I'm wrong. I, feel like I remember it launched at, like, $40 or something, so I know it can't be more than that. Wait, say it again? I think it launched at $40. The original no. Highway Warriors, did it not? Come on, don't you know your beloved Nintendo? It launched at $60. Are you sure? Oh, believe that me. doesn't sound right. It does um, not sound correct. Oh, well, it's <laughs> apparently it's $50 at Target. So, Oh, this is the definitive edition. That doesn't count. That's... Hyrule Warriors, that's the only one that's on Switch? Yeah, I'm talking about the one for the Wii U. The original. Oh, I don't know. Well, it's, it's $10 if you want to play it on Wii U. <laughs> Maybe I will. Who knows? You can, buy the, the you can buy the digital code at GameStop for only $59.99 on Wii U. $59.99? Oh, There's my Sometimes God. I really wonder who prices this stuff. Like, someone's got to be buying this stuff for the way they price it. I'm like, okay. Who the hell knows? Anyways... <laughs> Now that we're officially 10 minutes over time, I think it's time to call it. Uh, Told you. There's like three articles, and here we are. This was all you. You, We talked about the Xbox for literally a good like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's worth talking about. It is. It is exciting stuff. Love a good next-gen console reveal. Yes, all right. I told you all, and then by next week, we're going to have the PlayStation 5 price. You're hearing it here first. I will believe that. All right. This has been episode 90 of What the Fun Cast. Make sure to follow us on Twitch because we're much more active on there now since we're yes. in quarantine and bored. And we will chat with y'all soon. This is Paul Ahmed signing off. Peace.